LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Welcome to the One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one gospel-centered ministry tip every week. And you've pressed play in the middle of a a six-part series on church planting models. And today... We are going to be thinking about parachute planning. And so I, in my Facebook feed, uh, Derek, I, uh, I got a photo of my wife eight years ago. So for her 32nd birthday, uh, yeah, we, we said a wise move to be putting it that. It is, yeah. We celebrated 40th. She was happy. Good on you. You know, um, we celebrated that the other day. Beautiful, excellent, great day. But eight years ago, she jumped out of a plane. Have you, have you ever jumped out of a plane? I have, actually. You have? Yeah. Because for me, that is the furthest thing I want to, I want to do. I had really? my four kids down there. You know, the wheels were written. I was ready for it to go wrong. Um, I had, you know, one daughter in tears, um, you know, not understanding what was going on. The other three, blissfully unaware, I think, as well. Yep. Um, Would it have been less scarring if you were up in the plane oh, with them, with the kids no, watching your wife was, jump out? There was no way I was getting in that plane. There was no way. I hold on tight, just crossing a bridge. Why do you say this, Scott? What's what's behind this story? Well, we're going to be talking about parachute planning. Get out of here. And, and does it have anything to do with parachuting? Well, sort of, but not that kind of parachuting. Well, you've pressed play on an episode thinking all about parachute planting. We're going to be talking with uh, Jai Wright today. Can you just give us, uh, very quickly, just describe the model for us, Derek? Well, this is, a, this is an important model, as all the models are important, but the parachute model that we're describing today... We need people to go into places where there are no churches, there are no gospel witnesses, in order to break new ground uh, and to build churches under God and reach the lost there. A parachute planner, this parachute model, describes someone doing that. Now we're going to hear from Jai, just uh, talking about the model. Well, hello, my name's Jai Wright. I am the pastor at Make Church in Mackay, Queensland, a town a thousand kilometres north of Brisbane. Uh, I'm married to Jalen. I've got four school-age kids, uh, and we're in our tenth year of planting and leading uh, this church plant. Yeah, so we planted Make Church uh, using what's called the parachute model. Uh, I think I've heard one person describe that as kind of taking young guys and throwing them into the meat grinder. Uh, I think at the time that he used that analogy, I was a little bit too close to the bone of truth. Um, but some distinctive things about the uh, parachute model, uh, I guess firstly, it is a planter-led model. Um, so it's not as if there was an existing uh, group of people meeting that we were then invited in to, to lead. But no, uh, we, under God and with the encouragement of others, made a decision, let's move to this new place um, and plant a church there. And I guess uh, already sort of almost mentioned the second distinctive which is uh, implicit in the image of the parachute model is that you're actually moving uh, to a place that you haven't lived previously uh, as you do that type of church plant. Um, another distinctive is you're not taking a predominant core team or predominant funding from just one mother church. It's, it's actually great hearing uh, Joe. He was one of the first planters that uh, we you know, supported 10 years ago. Why, why, this, why this model? Well, this is the typical church planting model that people have in their heads um, of people heading into places where there is nothing and building something from the ground up. 
Uh, and we do need these types of planters. We and, need guys like Jai. And and I think often that's that's why we get this alpha type male leader because the story is there's just no churches in this place. Yeah. And then you kind of do a Google search and you think, well, there's a Presbyterian church and there's a Baptist church. In fact, there's three Baptist churches and and there's there's a couple of ACC churches as well. Yeah. And there's a you know there's a Lutheran church as well in town. Uh, and so often you know the the idea of the alpha male comes out because. Part of their story is there's no churches and we've got to get there. And so in our Planners Bootcamp, uh, we have a little thing that we, we talk about that we remind ourselves that Richard Johnson was here well before any of us. Now, if you're not Australian uh, or if you're RSG, you might know, Richard Johnson was the first guy sent out on the fleet to uh, evangelise and set up churches here in Australia. He was here well before us. We build on the shoulders of other people. But... There are still lots of places in Australia where we need people to go, where there aren't viable gospel witnesses, um, or even where there are, and there's still thousands upon tens of thousands of people uh, who need the gospel. And that's what Jai Jai did here. Now, in lots of ways, Jai doesn't fit that kind of um, uh, alpha male, inner city, hipster, parachute planter kind of guy. But he's an incredibly competent leader. But the thing about Jai... Uh, this model here, uh, that he identified there was a gospel need. His background in some ways matched uh, the context he was going into, even though he hadn't lived there. Uh, And he and his wife, Jalen, they saw the need and they moved. And that's what parachute planners do, get support and go in and build from the ground up. And really important to emphasise the importance of getting prior training, um, getting experience and doing a fair amount of planning before you parachute. We're going to hear again from Jai, and he's going to talk about the characteristics of a parachute church planter. With the parachute model, you've got to be comfortable with risk. Uh, You don't have the same safety nets that are built in in the context of regular church setting um, your established denominations. Uh, And even if you you do have safety nets, I mean, you're the one who's got to create those and build those from the ground up. Uh, Another characteristic, uh, you've obviously got to be self-directed, able to work independently, uh, have a level of creativity as well uh, to be able to overcome uh, challenges as they arrive in a a, a a kind of context where you don't have those um, built-in structures already in place. Um, I think being entrepreneurial is a great characteristic uh, for a parachute church planner. Uh, that's been a bit of a learnt skill for me. Um, and, and one other thing that should be a given, uh, but I think it still needs to be said, and that is just um, godliness. Uh, you, you don't have as many people around checking up on you. You don't have your, your local gathering of other ministers of your same uh, brand or denomination of church. Uh, and so I think that means that uh, just in terms of your walk with Christ, your walk of saying no to sin and yes uh, to what God wants, uh, you've, you've got to be um, well on the track with that. Um, and, and really it's on you to invite others into your life in that kind of peer sense to actually um, shine a bit of a light of what's going on in your life. And so you've got to have the maturity to be able to do that. So Derek, you're thinking more and more about how to actually assess, you know, the parachute church planting leader. What what are some of those key characteristics that we can just highlight? Well, you heard uh, Jai talk about a lot of them just then. So some of the things that we, uh, we're seeing within parachute planters, they need to have a high level of, high capacity for, they need to be comfortable with risk. They need to be uh, have a high tolerance for not knowing what will happen next, both for them and their family, an awareness of that, of the impact it's going to have financially, emotionally, you know, moving kids if they've got kids. So there needs to be comfortable with risks that this might not work. 
Now, now you can you can learn you know learn and do a whole bunch of reading, but there is a reality that once you're actually in there, you've got to be able to handle ambiguity. Yeah. You've got to be able to handle things not actually going how they they should. Now, interestingly with Jai, they actually decided to move up to um, to Mackay in you know before a massive cyclone hit, so they could be there for the massive cyclone. You know, they could actually be on the ground with with this sort of you know once in ten year event. Uh, there was an extreme comfortability uh, with risk, but they that was measured as well. They had done their work and and put things in place so that you know they they knew the risks and were able to at least confront a lot of the major ones. And there's a real nous in that as well, isn't it? That he realised actually he's going to be part of this community, so he needs to be with them in this. He's not sitting remote. He needs to enter into it and be a part of what's happening there. And so in terms of connecting with, with networks, leaders, people. He needs to be seen to be part of it, not just kind of lobbing in, uh, you know, handing them the gold and then walking out, some kind of colonial act. Um, but, you know, he's part of it. Now, he talked about being self-directed. One of the things I remember Jai doing quite well was he set up a uh, an external accountability board. He ha- he knew that he was going to a remote place. So he had he had people regularly touching base with him. He knew he wasn't going to be around a lot of his support structures. He, he set these things up himself. How important is that for the parachute planner to sort of take ownership of that well because there is no one else around that you are directly connected to that knows you well can speak into you can watch what you're doing uh, there needs to be those accountability structures in place and you need to be committed to them Um, so I suppose there's two parts of that one is what you set up in order to be accountable uh, to people uh, so that people can help you uh, be godly and wise and speak into your ministry, to stay faithful, to love your wife, to love your kids. Um, I suppose within that, what we're seeing underneath that as well is there's a um, an ability to create those things where they don't exist before. So there's a high level of entrepreneurialism with that, that, that he, you need to seek that out, you need to set it up, uh, you need to maintain it. Otherwise, there's no denomination necessarily with a lot of these, or there's no one on the ground, at least, with you making you do it. And so for parachute planners, that's partly where the entrepreneurialism comes in. Not just you know being able to come up with new ideas, but being able to create these things from scratch, which help you plant well and wisely. Um, and that's what we see with Jai. Now, godliness. Obviously, we, you know, we want all leaders to you know, be Titus, Titus 2 leaders and um, you know, 1 Timothys. Uh, or Timothy's is, uh, godliness. Does it need to be higher for a parachute planter? Ah, uh, no, no. The low, yeah, well, look for all of them. I suppose that's a given in some ways, isn't it? It's it's a, for all these. In fact, when you look at our competencies for Geneva Push, um, r- right up there at the heart of it, that's where it starts. It all starts with character. Um, and so, if you don't have that character, if you don't have a commitment to godliness, you should not be planting. You should not be leading a church. Um, I suppose the particular challenges here with parachute planning is, as we touched on a moment ago, there's not really much accountability there. So you can get away with a whole bunch of things and no one might know because you're putting out social media tweets, you know, your Instagram stories, there's triumphalism everywhere. And behind closed doors, uh, you know, the house is pretty dirty. Um, so it's it's that... Uh, Deep commitment that other people have seen in you to godliness, even when no one is looking, that has to be present. And one final thing, I, I think in this model, particularly spousal cooperation or a wife being completely, totally sold out and on board is, is vital. They are the glue in this model. 
um, at the start. You know, very small core team often, and uh, and the need, uh, you know, the need for the husband and wife team to be real partners in this and and planting this. And again, the massive cost I think often for the wife is she's moving away from her support structures. Mm. Often, you know, moving there and having kids uh, for the first time. So there's a great cost there. So so her willingness, uh, her sold outness for reaching the loss in this area is vital. Absolutely. Well, you look at um, Jai and Jalen, you look at Josh and Sarah Allen, who went down uh, to Melbourne as well. Uh, you look at Marty and Louise Hughes, who've gone down to Glenorchy and Hobart. Um, it's not just one person leading the other person following. They are, they're a team. They're going together and it has to be like that. Now, we're going to hear again from Jai, and he's going to talk about what he wish he'd have known. And I re- always reckon this is a really helpful one. So, so listen in as he speaks. Another thing to be aware of is that from a strategic point of view, um, I don't think the parachute church plan is the ideal. Uh, If you have the opportunity to do a mother-daughter church plant, uh, do that. If you have the opportunity to parachute into a setting that's closer to where you currently live, uh, where you have a bunch of existing connections with people, uh, do that. Uh, if you've got uh, an existing core team that you could go and lead. I mean, they're all, um, in a sense, you've, you've got this uh, better connection of relationships to start working with. Um, but in the end, uh, you've got to do the thing that God wants you to do. You've got to live in the situation that he puts you. Uh, and so if he throws you in the meat grinder, uh, that's okay. He can work that out as well for the sake of his kingdom as he has done for us up here in Mackay. Uh, One other thing to say in terms of uh, the the parachute model, which I did mention earlier, is just that idea of having those support networks is is really extra crucial, I think. Um, I know, uh, particularly for my wife, Jay Ellen, she uh, probably wished that she'd worked a bit harder up front on having some of those support networks in place. Uh, Things like having even just not just one coach. I've had multiple coaches the whole time uh, through the church planning journey, Going along to conferences like uh, Multiply was a huge uh, support for us and just encouragement to keep going with the work where we weren't getting that locally. Um, And I think just having peer connections as well outside of Mackay has been something particularly crucial for us, I think, uh, in the parachute church plant model. Now, Joy raised something really helpful. Mother-daughter is better. Parachute is not ideal. And and I think that's really helpful, uh, you know, to say that actually parachute is a harder model and often it takes longer to get your core team together. Often uh, you won't see the evangelistic fruit, particularly if you've got a mother church that's got a really strong evangelistic DNA. You can actually you know, move past growth barriers a lot more effectively. Uh, there's the whole raising leaders, uh, even just having systems and processes in place. You know, the, the mother-daughter church plan gets all those things as opposed to you who've got to kind of beg, borrow, steal and grab and kind of create uh, from the ground up. Uh, so I think that's really helpful for him to say, actually, the parachute model is not ideal, but I, I want to say a big but, but actually we need parachute planners. We actually need pioneer planners because there are loads of places around Australia that are actually uh, not, uh, you know, not within you know, a location of a helpful church, a healthy church. Well, the only way you get to mother-daughter plants is by doing a parachute plan initially. That's the only way you can ever get there. Um, and I wonder whether in this as well, like, uh, better is a, is an interesting word to use. I think I, I would use it. It's just it's, it certainly is can be easier to roll out. Certainly, that's true. Um, I wonder whether in this is we have these stories of parachute planners which go as you. I think it was last episode you say you know it's just me, and my wife, and my dog sitting in the lounge room or in the garage. And we started now we're eight thousand. That's a picture we have. Is where most parachute plants aren't like that. 
they they take years to get to 30, 40, 50 people, and they often don't get past 120. And that's the reality of a parachute plant. But they have broken ground that other people come after them and can do those things which may have a larger multiplying effect. They build on the shoulders of those things. So absolutely, mother-daughter is is easier in some ways, although easy is relative there. But we need parachute plans to break new ground so we can have those other models afterwards. Now, Joy also spoke about the importance of having a coach. Uh, all planners should have a coach, though. So, so why it particularly important for a parachute planner to have a coach? Well, maybe it's the isolation. I wonder whether it's, that. it's the, not the lack of accountability because they can have a, other accountability structures. But mm. maybe it is that um, there are so many options, so many things to do when you're a parachute planner. Um, do you connect with the, you know, how deeply do you connect with the wider network? Do you set up structures? Do you just build a core group, focus on them and go? I, I suppose having an outside voice who has some a framework of what parachute planting might look like can help you navigate the myriad of choices you're going to face. Uh, I think as well, when you are, you know, establishing DNA and building, you know, building from the ground up, often you don't have elders, you know, elders in the Bible are, are older men, you know, that's a literal translation. You've actually got a lot of young men around you and you've got a lot of peers. And so a coach can be that, you know, often that older, older head who, you know, can help ask the right questions, can help you navigate uh, those those difficulties those those problems as well as you you know as you start to build around you an eldership or um, a leadership team that has some of those uh, characteristics uh, I'd also I mean I think it's also helpful support networks are crucial and so as you parachute plant you know it's it is great the garage story is great but actually I much prefer the team story you know as I as as we planted this couple came and moved um, you know, this single bloke came and moved. Uh, this single woman, you know, came, you know, came and moved, and you know, she became a teacher in the local community and was our first, you know, kids worker. Or you know, she really led our music team really well and used her gifts, you know, in a real practical way for the first two or three years. So often, the unsung story of a parachute planter is actually the people who are so sold out for reaching this place as well, and they've moved. You know, uh, you know, someone on our team we moved all the way to New Zealand basically to look after the four kids of the uh, of the planter wife and to be that support for her um, for those first couple of years. Great sacrifice, great cost, and and I don't think that church plant would have you know got off. Well, it would have got off ground. You know, God, God, God is amazing, and uh, and they would have found found another way. But it's really significant having those sort of other team members around you as well. Absolutely. And hopefully in our discussions, we talk through this, we do see that teams are at the heart of planting no matter what model you use. Um, yep, it's key. Well, uh, Derek, what's the one thing that you want to say about parachute planting? We need people to be willing to go to the hard places or the places where there aren't gospel witnesses and break new ground for the lost. Couples, planters, teams to go with them. Uh, we need parachute planners. We need people who are pioneers in this area. This is where I wish we were doing a vodcast. You know, you'd have you'd have Derek's passionate face there, he's <laughs> pounding his fist. Uh, he's getting fired up. This is an area that, that he gets really fired up on, and and I think that's really important that that, that we're finished on that. Uh, so if you've liked what you've heard today, please share this episode and particularly share share it with someone if you think there is a place around Australia that actually needs a church plant yesterday share it with them and say hey have you considered going to here's an episode that I, I really want you to start listening to 
We want to see hundreds of new churches evangelized into existence. And we, we want to see the gospel go out to places all over Australia, particularly those places where there's not a healthy uh, church in that location. Um, so share this episode. I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Chat soon. Thank you.